I'd be there for a prince kissing my feet. Yeah, I could do that. Hi all, welcome to Actual Play Court of Blades, episode 6, part 1, the audio version. This is the downtime session. If you remember, last episode, a rumor hopped out of a barrel, snatched the uh, antlers off Antonio's head, and thus won the race of antlers and the right to marry Antonio, which the Corvetto family was not exactly excited about. And we pick up right after that. We've got some scenes with Rumor and Kor uh, leveraging that very uh, asset against them. Uh, we have a delightful scene of Malika visiting uh, Arturo, uh, the, the young child with the sleeping god inside him. Uh, we get to see Lenore and Kor go do uh, things that their uh, house should probably not know about. And uh, some real, some some beautiful fun moments, some very tender moments. Uh, this is a great chance, this episode, this session, is a great chance to see the characters um, their they're more tender selves, their more personal selves, what, what makes them tick. So I hope you enjoy Court of Blades. Uh, this is the intro part two, where I remember that there's a little bit of body horror in this one. So if that's not something you're comfortable with, uh, when it gets to the scene of Malika recovering from her harm, um, brace yourself, cover your ears, skip ahead a little bit if you like, but just letting you know there's a little bit of that in there. Hope it doesn't gross you out, or if it does, I hope it grosses you out in a good way. Hello, welcome to Actual Play, Court of Blades. <laughs> uh, I'm Sean Nittner, I use him pronouns. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Sean Nittner. I'm very excited to be playing Cor the Bravo. She is, uh, just flew a horse uh, over, just jumped a horse over a cleft, over a drawbridge with Lenore. And it was amazing. And last minute, um, a uh, rumor popped out of the barrel and snatched the antlers um, off of the head of our target and our plan came together great, wonderfully, but now we have this big political mystery to unveil about who and what, where and why. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to dig into that. Um, as always, uh, proceeds from the channel go, are split between Black Lives Matter and the Trans Legal Defense Fund. Uh, we just uh, we just sent out the payment, $114. So thank you folks who subscribe and who cheer and who whatever. Uh, that was that was nice uh, nice to get that, that payment in from Twitch and sent it right ahead. So that's uh, all good stuff. Uh, how about you, Natty? And I'm Natty and I am the co-author of Court of Blades. I'm playing Rumor tonight. Uh, for the people who've been asking about where Court of Blades is, if you go to courtofblades.com, you can sign up for our mailing list. And I promise we have updates coming soon. Um, so that's exciting. And I guess that's, that's, that's the big one, right? Um, how about you, Jamie? Hi, so I'm Jamie. I use they, them pronouns. And uh, yeah, I like to make games too. And so I'm working on Apocalypse Keys right now, which is about monstrous agents holding back the apocalypse, solving mysteries, probably falling in love. Uh, that, that has a tendency to happen uh, in Apocalypse Keys. Uh, yeah, and I'm also working on a bunch of other games. You can find out more by following me on Twitter at Temporal Hiccup and checking out my itch page, temporalhiccup.itch.io. But yeah, and how about you, Kristen? Hi, I'm Kristen. I use she, her pronouns. Tonight I am playing Lenore the Hawk. Uh, and I just trauma out for the first time. Woo! So I'm super right excited. Super excited to be uh, talking about that tonight. Uh, yeah, Lenore uses she, her pronouns as well. And you can find me on Twitter at Kristen is no Jedi. How about you, Drake? 
Hey there, I'm Drake. I use he, him pronouns. Uh, I'm the other co-author of uh, Court of Blades, and I'm going to be your GM for the evening, which uh, I'm super excited about because, frankly, I can't get enough of you guys. Um, but the big thing on the table is we're, we're doing layout and editing on another revision of uh, Court of Blades that you guys can check out. Um, but that's that's coming in the, the not-too-distant future. Tonight, we have some sculpted library to get up to. Um, so... That being the case, and because I uh, I didn't get this taken care of offline like I was supposed to, let's talk about uh, those traumas that you guys got. Let's talk about our payoff, and let's talk about who's angry at us and what we're going to do about it um, as far as downtime actions and things like that. So um, who wants to kick off with a brand new shiny trauma? Anybody? Face. <laughs> You're <laughs> muted. <laughs> Oh no! I'm muted, and the and the Zoom window is behind my streaming window, and I was like, I can't click. Oh no! Kristen, you were super excited about Lenore's trauma. Why don't you tell us a little about being about what what your trauma means means to you? Yeah. Um. So I took Haunted. Uh, it was a difficult decision because these traumas are all pretty cool. I have to say. So, uh, but I felt like with. Lenore, you know, being like a monster hunter coming from a, a, you know, she's not near her home anymore. I'm not really sure when the last time she was there, but it's been quite a while. And so I felt like there's just a lot for her to be haunted about. Um, so I think in a little more detail, what happened is that there was a time during the last session where Lenore felt like maybe we were not going to be able to save Claudia because even though we didn't want her to win, that never would have happened. Uh, we also didn't want her to die. And so I think there was a time where Lenore got concerned that maybe we weren't going to be able to save Claudia. Like things were getting too dangerous. She was not going to come out unscathed. And it reminded her of a time when she did actually fail to save like a comrade. Uh, and so I think that stuck with her. It's something that she has been able to repress for a few years and it just kind of resurfaced and she's probably not dealing with it very well. Oh, wow. so. That's awesome. I really like that. Okay. okay, okay. Uh, that being said, uh, I have a pointed question. Mm -hmm. How does Red Crow know about your failure? Oh, I think Red Crow... Uh, Red Crow and I, although we were not close friends, I think we were acquaintances and maybe there wasn't as much tension at the time. And I think Red Crow knew Martina, which is the person I failed to save. And I think they came upon the scene after everything had happened. And so they are aware that, that I failed basically. How long had Martina and Red Crow been in love? <gasps> Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> um, I want to say a year because I feel like that's still that honeymoon phase. And so nothing was wrong yet. And so it's a very difficult memory for Red Crow as well. <laughs> How lucky for Martina to, you know, be able to flutter off um, without creating any kind of hard feelings in the background. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Okay. I, I will make sure to add Martina to the dagger rack over there. Of course. Uh, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and what about Core? What did Core end up taking for trauma? Yeah, I took Obsessed. Um, and as folks 
who have watched the whole series may may recall uh, when Cor Corza exchange student. She sort of she came from a wealthy uh, not, not I don't know if it's wealthy, but she came from a prolific um, uh, family in uh, in Yangtze, and and she uh, she was an advocate there. She had her license to practice law there, but it didn't transfer, and she came here in the service of House Pataglia, but. Uh, when her personal goal and her family, well, maybe not her personal goal, but her, 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 her goal to her family, the thing that she told her family she should do is that she would get her advocate's license here as well so she could practice in either location and she could really earn her name Core Ironsides, which, which Ironsides is the advocates are al allowed to uh, scrape the outcome, carve the outcomes of trials into these iron plates that hang outside of the magistrate's office. So after a trial is done, the, the, the victor uh, can go and sort of carve the, uh, scribe the, uh, the announcements. And, and core, not that that is necessarily done here in uh, Ireland, but, um, but core has kind of been ignoring her obligation to her family and her, uh, her focus on uh, on getting her uh, advocates, you know, being becoming an advocate. And she realized when she talked to Claudia, who was like super obsessed doing everything to like appease her family. She's like, what am I like? Yeah, this is a big fun romp, but what am I doing? How am I, how have I been spending all this time not paying attention to what's really important? And so she's now obsessed with, uh, with, you know, fulfilling her family's expectations of her. And that never goes wrong. It, it, it never is a problem when somebody just suppresses all their own personal feelings for what they think uh, someone else expects of them. That's, no, no, that's that's just rocket fuel for dangerous situations, right? You yeah. just push it way, way down until eventually it explodes. It's much healthier that way. Yeah, um, absolutely. Totally. So, you're, so, so Cora is obsessed with uh, with getting her license and, and you know, making her family proud. Exactly. Um, that's That's the obsession that we get to play with here, right? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, well, I have another point. I mean, that obsession may carry into other things. She may, if she makes commitments to other things, we might find her being really uh, fixated on on solving those. But that's that's certainly the current focus of her obsession. Okay, if if it's resolved, I'm sure she'll find something else to be obsessed about. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I want to know uh, which um, which family does the person who is kind of standing in your way to getting to this next next uh, stage of your towards your advocate's license there's there's some obstructive bureaucrat or or somebody but they're they're tied to one of the families of the of the esotore yeah. are you more interested in corvetto or maurizzi maurizzi i know all about well i don't know all about but i have i have a fairly firm grasp in my head about the, the maurizzi remind me a little bit more about corvetto tell me tell me a little more about what their, so, their shtick is the Corvettos were the ones that we we were kind of acting against last week. Um, uh, oh yeah, the, yeah. Let's the do Corvetto. Corvetto. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're, so. the, they're the ones who wanted Claudia to, uh, or yeah, no, Claudia. Claudia is a uh, is not a Corvetto. It's a lotto. Yeah, she's, she's a Rizzolato. But the idea was Antonius. Antonius. Yeah. Antonius was a was a Corvetto. Uh, the Corvettos are the old tyrants of uh, Ilrian. They're they're the majestic tyrants. They've been around forever, and nobody's real sure what it is that they're kind of up to. But they've got a real scary reputation. Um, cool. So there's an obstructive individual uh, who's kind of standing in your way toward reaching this goal and you know achieving the thing that your family sent you to Ilrian to to accomplish. Um, and I 
think that we're probably going to run afoul of them here fairly soon. I'm just going to put that right. Um, okay, so we've got some some cool uh, traumas because that's kind of the name of the game, cool trauma. Um, but we also have or a whole bunch of nah, cool trauma. <laughs> yeah, exactly, cool trauma. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so we have we have first of all payoff because we did, did a big favor, mm -hmm. and it's it's good news because not only are you getting some favor within the house, but there are also some factions who who are also uh, paying you a little bit of extra regard. Um, you're rising in station and rising up in the world. So the family itself uh, awards you six favor for the for the job for the errand that you uh, that you went on, mm -hmm. and that's cool. that's spendable in the in normal fashion. Um, but there's also two faction um, favor that we can spend, kind of to leverage these these various factions in ways on on the job. Um, so you're going to take one with um, the what are they called? I'm gonna record this on our um, on our on our house sheet. The uh, the um, Rizzolatos, the outsiders, the outsider mm -hmm. factions are going to be looking at you with a, a little bit more respect now, just because you kind of stepped up and saved the prince of the um, Ilrian underworld's daughter. Uh, so you're gonna take a favor with them. You're also going to take a favor with the houses major. Um, because a major civic holiday uh, didn't turn into an absolute bloodbath. You guys could have fought, you know, uh, the, the tar zombies uh, to a standstill in the middle of the street, but instead um, you managed to keep the body count fairly low, which is really good. Yeah, what, um, what happened to those tar zombies? Like, we just sort of pieced out. Did they eventually return to... They did, yeah. Okay. There was, uh, there was a, a throwdown in one of the alleys um, and our very own Malika came to grips with that knack and got him eaten by his own tar zombies and the spell kind of flickered and faded away oh, fairly quickly thereafter. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> what could have been an eight exposure errand turned into a four exposure errand. Nice. Yes, if you can't leave behind the body or uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I took something, just enough, to prove oh. he existed at one point. Right. <laughs> we'll see what that looks like here in a minute, I'm sure. Um, excellent. Uh, any questions mm -hmm. to clean up before we move on to downtime? Um, because you guys return, you got to rub it in, in Owen's face, um, Lenore. Um, yeah. And um, Malika, yeah. Uh, what uh, just just oh. just some just some bookkeeping? We have the favor from the Britzelados and the Houses Major that is in the notes doc. We also have six favor uh, that we can spread amongst ourselves. Our our house only has room for one, so we should spread those amongst all of us. What do you say we each? Hmm, we could each take two. Can I do math correctly? And then we could take two out of the house that that would make it even do we have four players am i looking am i am i we have four players yes all right sorry I sorry i'm so unhelpful i'm just nodding along yeah, so if we take <laughs> your two math is gonna be better than mine if we take two i'm just trying to think of the most equitable way to divide it. if we take two out of the house and we then then that leaves eight and then there's two two for each of us okay great so everybody mark two favor which is it says coin on the sheet because it's not one of the things that are modifiable but uh add two coin to your sheet. And if you don't have room for it, if, you, if you're if you going over four, let me know and then we'll 
we'll hold it for you somewhere else. We'll put it in the house. So you can still put it in your stash. Um, yeah. This because the win condition of this game is essentially filling up all of your acclaim with the house. Um, it's one of the win conditions. There's a couple win conditions. So um, yeah, by all means, stash it if you if you need to stash it. Right. Um, and point of order, we we got that that extra favor with the the overall subheading of the outsiders, mm -hmm. um, mm. the, the the kind of underworld. Got it. The Brizolatos are actually kind of miffed because they almost married into royalty. Right. They didn't. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, fixed. Okay. You you were you were. I see. I see. We were both typing in the same field, and it got it. Okay. So, and then we also have a favor with the house's minor uh, from preventing, from killing that, mo that monster. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going to take a minus one with uh, the Brizzoletta crime family, just because we did get in the uh, in the mix with that whole thing. We're also taking minus one with Corvetto because uh, Corvetto is going to <laughs> cement that marriage and you guys torpedoed it, mm -hmm. which means they don't get to advance their, their faction agenda uh, when we turn the wheel of seasons next session. Next session. We weren't really sneaky there, were we? No. <laughs> Have a plan. Oh yeah. Well, That's I don't know. You 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 definitely did do the um. You definitely did do the uh whole like I caught I caught Antonio's Corvetto and haha -ha, I have it like with yep. one hand grabbing his antlers, the other hand holding up your invitation. I thought that was quite brilliant. But <laughs> yes, I mean it made it all official and legit. I can also see why they would still be pissed off at us. Yeah, they're not they're not terribly happy, but they have to like kind of still grit their teeth and smile. Oh yes, we'll we'll won. I personally <laughs> think I personally think though we have lost faction with the Pause Beats Auto, that um, it is reasonable for us to consider Claudia our uh, our, our ally uh, within the family, or at least our friendly contact within the ally with the family. Very much friendly. We contact. did save her life, and we did. <laughs> She's uh, She's probably going to, uh, she'd be willing to help you out if you needed a thing and it wasn't going to make her, you know, father furious. Mm. Good so, to know. Yeah. We can worry about that in a second. Um, we need to do some downtime so that you guys have some stress to play with. Yeah, we got a bad, doozy time. <laughs> uh, does anybody want to start off with downtime as we kind of are, um, are, are establishing our, our first shot here in, in Ulrian for this, uh, for this week's episode? Um, yeah. Where do we find our our you know, coterie uh, about the about the town? Um, I have I have some ideas, but I'm I'm uh, I'm happy if, if if someone else has I, I have some ideas for a discussion with Antonio Scorvetto, um, uh, but it, it, and, and rumor, uh, but uh, if anyone else has uh, what they want to open up with, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to hold on to it. Uh, I'll burn some stress real quick if uh, nobody's itching to jump in there. I'll, I'll, I'll head us, I'll lead us off. Um, yeah, I'm going back to um, the orphanage to burn off some stress. I think like this time we're going to teach the kids how to like throw a proper sucker punch, like oh, make God. sure they're not looking. I forgot you're the worst influence. <laughs> That's right. That's valuable right. life skills that she's imparting yeah, exactly. to children. Exactly. Grace yeah. Valentina is going to kick you out of here. Like, <laughs> you can't. You can't do this kind of stuff with the orphans anymore. <laughs> Not since the incident. Hey, I'm going to do it again, but this could be really bad. Not six. Anything but six. Okay, understand that while, while you're out there doing like your impromptu sucker punch training on like the mop handle mannequin that you put up, 
Sister Valentina is like, like we, we kind of have the shot of her like up in one of the, up in one of the windows overlooking like the, the yard, looking down at you with like disapproval on her face. It's like, how much disapproval? <laughs> We're good. We're good. We're still in the game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Okay. Didn't overindulge. Nice. Still no Fagin like uh, gang of, of young ragamuffin pickpockets, but Valentina <laughs> well, didn't kick you out, so it's okay. Um, um, yeah. So since you just went, Abby, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on your coattails. So that's okay. Um, when rumor gets back, do we do we do we quarter? Do we live together? Do we do we like? So we don't we don't have apartments in the house um, mm -hmm. in and of itself, but we definitely like this is a place where we can we can certainly be right. Like this is a, a place where there's always the, the the house is always open to you. You can absolutely mm -hmm. um, you know hang around, but you don't have private apartments or anything like that. But my point is, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't necessarily be able to rummage through rumor stuff. I wouldn't necessarily be able to be caught by rumor as I'm rummaging through her stuff. Oh, no, you, you totally could, because I imagine that rumor probably, if we're not all bunking together, then she's definitely given everybody a key to her place in case like anybody, because she's, she's sketchy, right? So she's always thinking, if you got to hide and you're in the neighborhood, you can dip into my place. Nice. No problem, guys. I was thinking, <laughs> I think, like, I was thinking like in the, uh, the, the, the guard room that we saw that touching like wig removal scene uh, um, in Barbican, uh, the postern. Um, that kind of locker room area that you guys all kind of have stuff sort of set aside, right? Oh yeah, that's, like that could that's work good too. too. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I dig it. I think I think that's I think that's fair because this would be like core covering more ground. I think as you re, as you return from your orphanage, doing your good deeds, teaching kids how to sacrifice one another, you see like like your 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 lock box like open and like half the things they're very they're they're careful. It's not like core has been like rummaging through them, but she's like carefully looking through all of your stuff. And it looks like she's been looking through other people's stuff, but not nearly as, not nearly as concerted as yours. Like, like the others are open, but they're not all, they're not, their stuff isn't all pulled out. And yours is like half out and placed, placed nearby. And she's like looking through all your stuff as you, as you, as you approach. I, you know, I think Rumor just kind of walks in and she, she just stands in the doorway for a while and watches to see where it's going. And uh -huh. like she she just waits for you to start like pulling out wildly inappropriate stuff that is doubtless <laughs> like stuffed in that box. And she's waiting for it. She's waiting for that moment where you grab something you really didn't want to and she's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think there's definitely uh, it's it's clear the core is looking for something specific. And so yeah, she like unwraps something. She's like, what the hell is that? Um it's moving. Oh no, no, not what I wanted. Not what I wanted. Oh, put it back. Put it back. Moving. So what you looking for? <laughs> I'm looking for the, the those damn antlers. And then like she doesn't she doesn't realize that it's you asking until you know she's already said it. She doesn't realize it's, it's rumor asking. She's like, oh, oh, hi rumor. Sorry, you were out. So I just, uh, and she's got like your stuff all over. So she's like, so I just um, was looking around. I didn't want to bother you. Do you have those antlers? So I, I think that like, there's no way that Rumor isn't standing in the doorway holding like this gorgeous elaborate wig with antlers sticking out of it. Like, so she's just standing like, as a matter of fact. Did you make Cora a Seder wig? I made her a Seder wig. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God. This um, is my Seder wig. Oh my God. Core drops 
No, she doesn't drop. She's about to, she doesn't drop because she's scared of it because she's afraid it might grow or, or, or split mitosis and split into two. She carefully puts down the thing and then runs over and kisses you. She's like, oh, and she like kisses you like all over. It's like, mama, mama, mama. it's like on your lips, on your cheeks, on your face. It's like all over. She's just so happy that you have returned and that you have done and you have this thing. Um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's not, it's affectionate, but it's not romantic. It's just like very excited. And, um, and she's like, is this for me? Sorry, I took, went through all your stuff. No, like at that point rumor's like no and she she puts it on her head and just like flops it. <laughs> oh my god that's so good that's so good she's just go- yeah, it's, like, it's like it's like looney tunes like Cora goes from like ding, like super super elated to like just totally crestfallen she's like oh oh and then she kind of like appraises rumor for a second. She's like, so are you going to go through with it? Are you going to marry that fool? Uh, God, no. But leverage is good. And I think as she says it, she's like taking the wig off and she's putting it on Cora's head because like she can't keep this facade up. Cora's like, like melts almost when you put it on. She's, she's just... Um, she, one, she loves physical affection and attention. So you touching her head is great. But two, it's like, she's got this thing. She's like, okay, I owe you whatever you need, but I'm going to go give this back to the Corvetto family. Um, and, or I'm, I'm going to go try and use this as leverage on the, on the Corvetto family to to uh, get something out of them. But you got to tell me, what what do I owe you? What do you want? You you, you name the price and, and, I'm, and I'm good for it. I think that's... Um... Yeah, no, all, all I want out of this is for us to use leverage against them. What are you going to do? Well, my paperwork, ever since I got here, has been held up by them. By some magistrate within the Corvetto family that isn't letting me advance to my next trial. And um, without completing all seven trials, you can't become a licensed magistrate in, in Ireland. And I'm currently on my fourth, right in the middle. And I just can't even... I can't even book it. I can't even get it scheduled. I can't even get it on the books. And I know it's because Corvetto has been stopping me. And it's time that I make that right. Time that I, time that I convince them to, um, to remove that little, that little blockade. And uh, I am absolutely going with you. This is, I, I need to see this. And also there's no way that I'm going to give up the chance to like have a prince kiss my feet. So we're going. Oh yeah. That sounds great. Uh, so Sean, I think what I want to do is a long-term project, um, which is basically like convince the Corvetto family to, you know, or work towards my magic, work towards my license, whether that this is like a few ticks of that or it's the whole clock, but um, yeah, I want, I want them to, I want them to, um, to you know to to get out of the way and i think saying we won't force you to marry us is really good leverage uh on that yeah um that's outstanding leverage as a matter of fact uh, i think it would be a um a long-term clock but the fact that you're willing to give up basically a betrothal to uh the, the grand house of the city right um is huge um so i think that 
the member of House Corvetto, uh, one Benedicto uh, Corvetto, mm -hmm. uh, is basically shouted down as soon as these antlers come back. Um, so if you're willing to surrender that that um, that huge uh, rack of antlers, and I mean, I'm willing that, to surrender it after. Antonio Corvetto kisses Rumor's feet. Like first, uh -oh. we're gonna come up and show with, with the horns, like ready for the proposal, and we're gonna wait for a little bit of. We're gonna wait for a little bit of. Um, it's a clock with one tick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're gonna wait for a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of a little bit of the fanfare that they would normally do for it's the pageantry in your life. The come pageantry, on. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Antonius is like trotted out, and uh, you know the, the the prince of uh, of the house comes out, and in very very formal and florid language is like, "Is this is this the one who who took your horns?" And Antonius, you know, archly responds, "Yes." He says, "Go go to her," and uh, Antonius looks at looks at his father and looks at who's is it? Cor holding the holding the horns? Well, so so that's it. So either. And Navi, you tell me what you like. What you like better? Either rumor is there, super dolled up, wearing wearing the wig and, and the horns, because you caught him. And I am whispering to the father, like you know, if you want a way out of this, I can I can offer you an alternative, or the or the other way around. What what do you what do you prefer? I am very happy for Cor to just be standing there looking beautiful, in the horns while you while you grease wheels, uh, or you know, what do you think sounds better? Um, I. You know, I think that, I think that maybe, yeah, Rumor will wear the, the wig and be ridiculous. I think she's actually trying to, like, affect her best, like, core impersonation. Oh like, she's trying to be larger than life, and, like, she's really, like, making grandiose gestures and whatnot, and, like, she's got the wig, and she's preening, and, like, she's just trying her hardest to be core right nice. now. Nice. Well, and core, of course, did everything she could to help prepare her, right? Like, she she made sure the wig fits you perfectly. She picks just the right dress that has just sort of the perfect amount of decolletage, and, you know, and every 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 little detail uh, because this this was the oh hey spammers yay our channel is big enough that we we get we've got a spammer uh, yeah it's the big leagues guys yeah exactly wow um and yeah absolutely so I, I so I think while while Antonio is is um is sort of trotted out then core is like off on the sides being like you know uh, I have another alternative for you we we could definitely acknowledge that this was just a uh, all done in good fun, if uh, if and that we're clearly friends. We're clearly uh, the house uh, Battaglia and Corvetto are clearly bosom buddies, uh, which we're not. But I'm just like saying, uh, if uh, if a, a little bit of paperwork can get out of the way, and so that that's yeah, that's what she offers basically. You know, his out. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think when Antonio comes out and is like faced with all of this, um, we get, get this this shot. And Antonio, I don't know if we ever described Antonio. Antonio's maybe nineteen, um, dark of hair, very very you know, kind of tall and gangly. Um, mm -hmm. You know, still not quite grown into into himself. Um, very kind of not timid, but maybe 
fawn-like, right? Just sort of. Oh yeah, there's no way we could let rumor, rumor, we could let you marry him anyway. I mean, he's, he would be like, <laughs> but like he's all he's all Adam's apple in this in this scene as he's coming up and he's like, uh, I, um, it was I did not expect, <clears throat> I didn't expect an an attack from that quarter. It was well struck and well done. And meanwhile, core over on the side is like, we can just make this all go away. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I think that this this uh, the father of Antonio is this Benedicto? Is this the guy who has been um, has been standing? No, I think right? I think Benedicto is like the uncle or the. Yeah. I don't think he's like the power in the family. I think he keeps the books. I think sure. he is involved in the courts, but he's not the head of the family. He's he's some uh, you know el elderly, but not in the direct line of ascension. Yeah. Okay. So he's just glowering on as this is all happening, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. making, you know, tense eye contact with his brother, uh, who is, who is hearing this. Um, yeah, I think that this would have been a, uh, would have been a six part clock to, to get your, your trial mm -hmm. set up. Um, but I think that we're going to take five of those. On this, uh, <laughs> on this it's like an instant, it's like an instant credit. All right. Yeah. It's basically the best leverage you could possibly have at your disposal. Um, and I think that the pageantry, it goes on for a while, but eventually, like, um, the Prince Prince Corvetto comes forth and kind of puts his hand on Antonio's shoulder and whispers in his ear. And uh, he bows very politely to rumor, um, probably a hair deeper than is technically uh, politically correct here. Ooh, um, he's flirting with you. <laughs> and uh, you know, he looks up and he's like, well played. Yeah, no, I think that when, um, when she got a good look at Antonius coming out, like it kind of took the wind out of her sails because it's like kicking a puppy. Like he's just a sweet gangly little kid. He's not like a majestic <laughs> tyrant, like this poor little thing. I think he's like, it's just, so she just feels bad at that point. So I think she's being like, you know, she's trying to keep up the facade, but she's kind of disappointed in the Corvettos right now that this mm. is their showing. Yeah, because I mean, you've got you got three uh, you got you got three members of the Corvetto household in front, and all their various mm -hmm. retainers kind of ringed around you, and two of them are like these hawk-nosed, very very kind of. It kind of makes sense. He was a sacrificial lamb sure. here. Okay? They were going to give him to the Breed Slottos, right? Like, so. yeah, kind of darkling <laughs> majesties in the background. And then, you know, gangling cultish young scion in the front. Like, go forth and do our bidding. Yes, do my bidding. It, right. it has very, like, fray energy, right? Like the phrase where they have all these children and they just marry them off for political reasons. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that everybody doesn't, but they were, like, especially on the, like, especially obvious about it. Um, right. And I think at this point, like rumors definitely like locked eyes with one of the the what she expected, like one of the more kind of sinister overlooking type, one of the princes, because they're all surrounding, right? So she's kind of locked eyes with one of them in the back. And I think she's like got that look like that, that one. one's mine. Like mm. she's she's targeting like that. Nice, nice, right. nice. She's looking for someone meaningful in the family. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that now you have to name him. Um, oh no. Uh do we have a Marcus yet? No. We have a Marcus now. Marcus Corbetta. Marcus All right, Marcus Corvetto in the back, like locks eyes with you, like looks behind him real quick, sees that you're actually looking directly at him, and just like locks in. 
Um, <laughs> but that's where we we're probably going to leave that scene. Nice, uh, love it. Unless you want uh, you want to make your your other downtime action here. No, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to ro do you know rotate okay. around. Let's see what's we'll right. let's see what Malika or yeah. are up to. Anybody else got an idea what they want to do with their downtime? Any other big factions that we'd like to uh, <laughs> like to work toward mending bridges with? Uh, I think. Can I? So I know I can't do any. I don't have any stress to relieve because my stress goes away because I trauma it out, right? Yeah. Uh, but can I work on my clock? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. You want to work on your um, monster essence monster clock? Essence. Yeah. I do. Cool. Yeah. And then Sean, do you want core to be a part of that? I mean, always. <laughs> Core wants to be a part of everything. Yeah, Core wants to be in everyone's business. Get me in the middle of it. I love it so much. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I think we talked a little bit. I can't remember if it was during session or between sessions, Sean. But um, because Core has a similar scent mm -hmm. um, as some of the, at least one of the Monster Essence bottles that. Lenore has, I think we were going to try to kind of experiment with that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think at some point if, if it, I don't, I definitely don't want to put words in your mouth, but at some point if you're like, what, what's that smell? And, you know, Cora would be more than happy to, you know, uh, show you the, 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 the reason why it's like, it's not a perfume. It's like a smell that she just sort of brings back sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 I was going to do this at some point as part of indulging vice, but I'm more than happy to take you to the dream well, which is this place where this very seedy, like not where a magistrate should be going place where, um, where various monster essences are uh, distilled to give people like wild hallucinogenic, like hallucinogenic experiences. Oh my and, gosh. Yes. Um, and so this is Kors, Kors, uh, Kors vice is stupor and it's uh going to the dream well where they basically she doesn't she doesn't i mean she kind of knows that they come from weird shady places mm -hmm. she doesn't know the specifics of it she just knows that she likes to smell whenever you had been bottling she's like oh yeah that's that's good stuff like she assumes <laughs> that that's what you're doing as well right <laughs> so yeah um yeah it's like an opium den um okay. and except for this opium is monster essences that have been ground up that give you like super trippy hallucinations and yeah, people go just... there and like lounge out all day long because it's a really like, yeah. wild ride and you kind of have to be like in a safe place where you're not going to embarrass yourself or hurt yourself and, you know it's the kind of place where she's like leave your weapon at the door no really do it it's for your own good like, <laughs> no, you, you don't want to hurt yourself you don't want to have it. So are we spending, do we spend like the day there? Cause we're going to have to try this. Yeah. 100%. Right. I mean, we're sample. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sample it. So if you're like, where does that come from? She like looks at you like, you want to know? And Let's I take think a trip. It's, yeah, it's a place yes. in the twist and okay. it's not super necessarily far from that well that we, that we exterminated the, the, the flame Jaguar from, mm -hmm. um, uh, it's in that neighborhood. And okay. 
yeah, it's one of those like, you know, know the, like knock twice, you know, 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 the, know the password kind of uh, speakeasy places. It's not public at all. And, right. And it's, you go in and there's already like a haze, you know, just for, because people are there for some, for a thing. Of course. <laughs> I love this place. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, okay. So what's, what's going on in the dream well when you guys open the open the front door like what it, like paint me a, a beautiful word picture of the scene going on here like is it is it kind of relaxed and chilled out is there it, music like what's what's the um what's the overall vibe here yeah i'm i'm feeling very like like uh draped curtains hanging everywhere yes. it, to like make up for the fact that this is not a very nice place like the walls aren't great so we like hang all these curtains all over it to mm -hmm. make it feel more luxurious big long plush couches lots of people just sitting on the couches like they're some of them are socializing some of them like at least one of them is just completely wasted and just like sort of staring into space like you know very very high um i think when you come in there is an assumption that you will get your drugs here um that, that they they sort of provide them um, but it's not a real like walk up to the counter sort of thing. It's like a sit down, lounge for a bit. Someone comes to you and is like, and at this point for Cora, it's like your usual. I mean, she's been here before, yeah. right? This, she's not new at all. Um, Do you think yeah, she has you, a special place? Like maybe there's almost like a VIP type oh my goodness. area oh my because Cora goes there so much. She's probably talked her way into like this somewhat nicer area. Yeah, let's go for it. I'm seeing almost like alcoves kind of yeah. like back kind of draped off and they look like they just sort of blend into the, the drapes in the back wall. Right, like, right. There's like a wall of drapes that seem like, oh, that's the wall. But no, if you know, you know that if you peel those back, they kind of go into little like more private. Stay here entirely too long, probably yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That, people who are just here for a quick, quick trip or in the front on the couches and the divans and on the on the cushions and things. But if you're yeah. here for a while, yeah. we've got the luxury experience back here. This is basically like literally every single Burning Man uh, area that I've gone to where people are getting high. Like it's like, my, this is my experience of going to Burning Man is you cover it all in like drapes so it's really nice and pretty and then everyone's just getting fucking wasted. And yeah, yeah. there's, uh, uh, so yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, absolutely. Someone comes to sort of take your order. They sort of sample what the, tell you what the offerings are for, for the day. And if you don't have the wherewithal to inject or smoke or whatever it is then then they'll have to like, provide you assistance but in Cora's case they just sort of leave this big thing that looks like a it's a bong but it looks it's all ornate and metal and you mm -hmm. know and there's like a there's like a little flame burning at the bottom of it and you know you can you can siphon it and there's there's smoke kind of coming out and there's a little bit of that like purple essence just a tiny bit like just trickling out from this, mm -hmm. from this lid that's like almost airtight but not but not quite I love it so all right so what does this experience uh look like is this is this a thing that we're studying the effects like maybe a little firsthand here is this um is this just uh you know very academic as we watch core get get lit um or like <laughs> how, how do we think what what in the fiction is how baked are you getting yeah, yeah what, what is the Moore's um avenue of approach toward learning more about monster essence here uh, I think, I think Lenore takes some notes on like what she saw when she first came in. Um, I think that a couple of the other areas 
uh, have something similar, although maybe not as nice as what Cora is using, but with a little bit different colored smoke, like some of orange or so I think she takes some notes. And then I think Lenore, I mean, I think she has enough experience that she knows that once they get stoned, she's not going to be taking notes anymore. So I think she like packs everything away. Like she's done that, not this exact thing before, but she's had vendors. So I think she like puts everything away safely and then is like, okay, now we're just going to go through the experience and there's just no more note taking now. All right. I feel like in the fiction, this feels like almost like a consort role. Um, Yeah. You're going to be hanging out. Yeah. You're going to be absorbing the culture uh, and <laughs> you're going to be be learning first time. We learn by doing here. Yeah. Um, I, I have an argument for why you could make it a tinker roll if you want, if you'd like to use it, which is that I think that these devices are kind of intricate and like Core always gets hers like pre-set up and served. Like when she arrives, they're like, here you go. We've prepared the concoction for you. But there's oh. like a little bit of like steam valve, like how much pressure you want and how, how hot you heat it and what in, and like, like it's sort of like um, where they'll like pour the the essence in for you like while you're watching, but like you could do it yourself. So if you wanted to sort of tinker with the apparatus itself mm-hmm. before we got wasted, like that just an idea for if you, if you want it to kind tinker. of fits the narrative with, with what I was saying about her taking notes already and kind of studying things. So I think that narratively fits that yeah, it's just like what because I don't think Lenore has used this exact device before, and so I think it's new to her. So. Um, Drake, what do you think? Is Tinker okay? Is that makes absolutely perfect sense? Yeah. Okay, like, learn a lot by by the setup here, right? Yeah, uh, and I'm happy to assist you. I'm going to spend the stress and wow, because are we racing I mean, to the next trauma? Racing trauma. <laughs> I'm just spending one stress. Only got a couple more. We have to get Kristen, more you're off. speaking like a true like veteran <laughs> already. Yeah. See, four sessions in, if I can do it, it goes fast. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I mean, because uh, she's absolutely going to be like, oh, that was strong. Yeah, no, that was a good one. You want to make another little adjustment? I'll take another hit, you know, kind of like she, she will 100% give herself to you. She oh will give gosh. herself to you for the purposes of experimentation. I love this so much. And she will also give herself to you in other ways. Uh, if that's, if that is. <laughs> I knew that was, I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> in a curtain, it's great. I love it so much. I love it so much. Okay. Uh, okay. I said Tinker. Is this fortune rule? It's fortune. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Okay. So do I do zero effect on a fortune roll? Uh, you could just say standard. It doesn't. Okay. Matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. Matter. Matter. Okay. Fortune rolls don't actually track effect um, in the way that action rolls do, but the cool. die roller doesn't know that. So. Okay. Two, two. Okay. All right, all right. So I think that as, as this is happening, like you you learn why why core uh, smells like monster essence fairly often. Um, you learn a cool uh, bit of kind of um, you know, subculture here. Uh, mm-hmm going on in the twist that maybe you weren't presently aware of. Yep. Um, you learn all about the mechanics and workings, but anything that you might have gleaned as far as um, the inner workings of how monster essence like can be turned and weaponized and things like that, 
rapidly turns into kind of a, a dull pink mist. Mm -hmm. um, it, yes, it does. You have you have a feeling that you've had a good time. Um, <laughs> you've got that 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 same kind of smell rolling off of you that core often has. Yeah. Um, you you know that uh, that that there was something important in there that that you had just about put together. Mm -hmm. but man, that orange stuff was real strong. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Like I I, I figured it out. There's some point I'm sure you like like slapping or like I got it. I got it. I got, I got it. it. I yes. It's like whatever <laughs> like, you said. It's, it's mostly just like like you didn't have paper near to hand because you packed it all away. I did. It was hard to hard to find a pen. And so yeah. you kind of had to like trace it down into like the, the, the condensation, which was strange, whether it was condensation on the side of the steam valve. Yeah. You traced it all there so you would remind yourself. Yeah. By the time you came to, the damage wasn't all gone. Yeah, that condensation was gone. And, and Cora was like, see, that's why you should have written it on my ballet. That's why you should have just taken <laughs> I told you. the paint and just written it on my ballet. And then that's the only place you could have written it. But you that's could, you could mark, a, mark a tick on that clock. Okay. Yeah. You get close. <laughs> I need to check it Ooh. and see what Malik is doing here in the uh, in the interim while while her yeah. friends are baked and almost married. Malik is a responsible one. It's true. Oh, I I, I don't know about responsible. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about what inadvisable knackery we're getting up to here. Uh, I think what happens is uh, we cut back to um, the flashback to when. He was, I'm sorry, uh, was at the orphanage, and then it turns out that Malika had followed her and separately didn't join. Uh, rumor outright went through the back door, uh, and like just snuck past everyone very quietly. It didn't look like they were doing it on purpose. Uh, it just so happened that every time they walked past, people would look into a different direction until Malika was uh, found their way into the little boy's room uh, who uh, Arturo, who has the old God sleeping inside of them. And when Malika sits down, Arturo appears to be asleep, but Malika says, Arturo, I know you've been waiting for me. You've been a very good boy. So I brought you something. Uh, and I take out like a little jar that has some of the tar zombie bits in it. Like there are bits of teeth and there's like an eyeball that keeps shaking within it. And uh, I say, I brought you a little toy just for you. Oh man. Oh, I and love so, that. <laughs> so I'm going to indulge in my vice. <laughs> Heck yes. <laughs> Through all of that. So let's see how it goes. Um, let's see. Okay, so I removed three. All right. Da, da, da. Yeah, and I think uh, what happens is when Arturo wakes up, um, there's to to pick up the to pick up the gift. Malika looks towards the side and says, "So, have you been drawing the dreams?" And uh, I think we just see like just glimpses of sketches. And it's the same eyes that were like hexed onto Malika, like as if Artura had seen uh, what happened. But Malika yeah. just quietly takes the papers. Oh, the, the 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 extra eyes and everything. Oh goodness! But when you turn back, Artura has made the, the vial like the vial's empty. And uh, I say, now Arturo, remember, 
don't play with your food too long. He he looks at you and like there's like a frown of concentration, like as he's marshaling the words and everything. And he has like it's clear that he's got a lot to say. He opens his mouth, he shuts it again, he opens it and very carefully says, Yes, I understand. And Malika leans over, kisses him on the forehead. You're such a good boy. And he goes over to his charcoals and he sits down and he starts sketching again. Awesome. Nice. Okay. Creepy kid. Who's still got uh, got downtime actions? Core has one more, right? Core has one. I think, yeah, I think we've all done one. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I think Core will. Um, I think, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit before before the before the game, but there is definitely um, there's definitely a uh, um, there's definitely a uh, sense that like we haven't quite pieced everything together about who's involved, and I'm not sure if that's something that we should try and tackle in downtime, or if that's something that we should is like could be the next score is trying to piece or the next Aaron rather is trying to piece all those sure. things together. It could very well be that um, we we start tackling that with a little bit of gathering information. Um, okay. If we could set that up through free play, or Sounds we could good. just say that that's what we're trying to accomplish this errand, and then we'll figure out what that looks like in the fiction, and then we'll go from there. What if we can also? Out? Yeah, sorry. We can also hold hold downtime um, and flashback to downtime. That's the cool thing that we can yeah. do. So if you guys are having trouble thinking of what to uh, what to do with your downtimes, that's something we can. Oh no, uh, I have the problem I have too many things. Like I, I want to like, I mean, I have a lot of favors so I could spend it. I just, I don't want to like solve a problem with long-term projects if everyone's like, oh, that's what I thought the score was going to be. So like, do folks want to know about what's going on with all the family is something we all do together or, because if not, I will, I will uh, do, I'll tackle it myself as I thought as another uh, project. What are, what are, what do peeps think? I do. I do. I'm super interested. Um, yeah, I'd love it if we did it together. I don't mind that being the the focus uh, of what we do next. But yeah, excellent. But what All do right. you think, Lenore? Oh yeah, no. I think I think that would be a good group activity. Awesome. All right. Well, so then instead, I'm going to do some civic service um, because our heat is really high, and I think uh, I think. Um, you know, this 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 race of antlers was uh, was was particularly uh, you know explosive. I think there, there was the there was the uh, there was the 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 bridge that um, that uh, that kind of collapsed, and there was the explosion that we just sort of barely made it over, and there was the zombies yeah. that luckily got unzombified, but I'm sure there was yeah. some some mess in the way. Um, Trying to think of what action this would look like. Um, this is Core going out on behalf of House Battaglia, which is why it's reducing heat, to try and um, to try and uh, amend, you know, like to try and basically like lend the house. Okay, I know what it is. Our strengths are on um, our strengths are transport and military service, and I think that Core is going to act on behalf of. The house is that right? Do I, do, I have, do I have it right that that's our strengths? Force and transport, yeah. I think Corey's gonna act on the house to try and like clean up some of the mess. Um, so it's gonna be some like physical work of like uh, wrangling horses, sending ships, doing 
I think Cora is like on top of a boat that's like a salvage boat. And she's like, all right, let's like haul all the broken timbers and stuff and we'll get them out of here. And she's using the house's kind of uh, transportation network to try and clean up the damage in the city. Um, Makes sense, yeah. Leveraging some logistics here to yeah. uh, try and mess up some of this mess. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think it's, I think what she's doing is maneuver, but I could also see it be command if she's like organizing the people to do it. Um, like the physical yeah, act is like maneuvering the, the, the direction is more command. So I'm, I'm willing to give you one of two options. Um, you can command and it's not gonna cost you anything. It's not gonna, not gonna cost any, um, any uh, further repercussions, mm -hmm. um, but I think it's gonna cost you a favor. Um, but if you're maneuvering, if you're pitching in, doing the work and everything, I think that, uh, that that's, that's doable as well. Yeah, that, that's what I'm kind of more excited about anyway. It's like Core isn't at the state where she is, she is like, has her retinue. I mean, we do have, we do have, um, we do have a group. We have the Peacocks, but like, this is definitely not the Peacocks. Um, yeah, send in the courtiers to go do a longshoreman's job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure they'll be very happy. Very well dressed. Yeah, oh, impeccably so, dressed. But here, okay, and here's what I want. I want Blair, the like giant, my giant himbo boyfriend. That's not my boyfriend, but you know, he doesn't need to know that. I want Blair, who is, it's fine. He can be my boyfriend sometimes, but like, he just doesn't get to be possessive. Um, I want him to come with me, and I'm going to tell him it's like, this is, this, I know that you're above this, but this is a show of goodwill to the to the to the city and it'll be good for everyone to see you do this plus the dude is like built like a brick house like he's giant and built huge. Like a lighthouse, yeah yes and and so I, I want him to come with me and uh be hauling stuff we'll, we'll be grabbing opposite ends of broken timbers and things yeah so he comes he comes dressed as you would expect an Ilrian noble to be dressed and like a frock coat and like brass buttons and you know these these delicate shoes and everything but he ends up kicking him off and he doffs his frock coat and he like hangs it up on a on a spar and he rolls up his shirt sleeves and we kind of see the the glistening under the Ilrian sun as you guys pitch in together yes um, awesome let's see let's see how it works for you all right let's do it um roll my maneuver i'm gonna add one because i have one of my contacts All right, what's that look like? There it is. All right, six. I'll take it. That's that, six. that takes three of your exposure off the track there. Awesome. Nice, and nice, if, nice, I nice. Up, if I upgrade that, does that go to five if I spend a favor? Sure does. Into a crit? All right. Um, so you're, you know how you're saying, like, if you spend a favor, uh, it, this'll, this'll, uh, you know, you could, you could, I think I'm going to like, you know, in the little bit of flashback, some people are going to be like seeing like the two of us and like, oh, that's quaint. That's nice. And then we see like another boat full of like Bataglia people that are like coming to follow and do the same thing. Like, oh shit, they're serious. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's too good a scene. Yeah. You, you guys are pitching in and kind of helping the, uh, the dockers you know, put together the, um, the, the, the ruined bridge and everything, taking all of the, uh, the salvage out of the, out of the bottom of the canal so that it's passable for trade again. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's only the two of you, but you're, you're making an effort. And like, when was the last time you saw like a noble come down to the edge of the twist to put stuff back together? And then a, you know, big Bataglia barge comes through 
with like 50 men at arms who have stripped down to their shirt sleeves as well. So you've got just a flotilla of himbos pitching yes, in. Yes, that's all I ever wanted was a flotilla of himbos. Just, yeah, yeah. All right, excellent. Yeah, excellent. I, I, um, that's, that is, makes me very happy. So those are my two downtime actions. What, what, what does Core's manual labor wig look like? Oh. I can't believe you didn't describe it already. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so true. We are um, dying to know. Yes. So Core's manual labor wig looks like when uh, when when Blair uh, folds up his sleeves and we like see his like glistening muscles beneath it. This is the same sort of aesthetic that Core's wig looks like. So it's this very long wig, but it never ever comes down. It's all very like buttoned up and snapped in. It's not that there isn't a lot of hair there. There's plenty of hair there, but it always comes in all of these beautiful jade snap, beautiful jade clasps that are very functional and smooth. So they have, it creates this like this um, like arrow, like this uh, like arrow sheafing kind of look along her side because all of the hair is all buttoned up. It's like, I'm down to business. I'm going to be sweating. I'm going to be, I'm going to be sweating and gross. We're going to be it's in it. It's about to go down. It's about to get serious. Yes. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so lots of, lots of wig. Clasps. Yeah, it's a good wig. It's a, it's a worker's wig. It's, yes. It's worker's if, wig. If the worker is part of a noble house and can afford <laughs> lots of wigs. Uh, the nobles who don't do anything, but now they do. Awesome. Um, all right, cool. Further downtime, anybody? Or are we ready to hold those in reserve and move on? I do want to try to address my harm. Uh, so would oh, the lady core be interested in in helping me? <laughs> oh, right. I forgot. Me too. I'm gonna spend some favor here. I gotta go get unhexed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the hex, the hex, <laughs> the hex. Exactly, the hex, the hex. I've just been walking around looking terrifying and nobody said anything. Like Core didn't say anything. No, because the, the physical manifestations they wear off after a time. It's just I get to mess with your luck later on. Uh, um if if there were physical manifestations, I would promise you, I would I would I retroactively promise you that Core would have put makeup on to make sure that I would conceal this. Put so in contact with either some make kind, them concealed yeah. or to accentuate them and make them look even more majestic and make it look Ooh. like you know, you know. I would have brought her a very fine, like one of those kind of sheer blindfolds, yeah. like very mm -hmm. sexy looking, All but right. it masks. Yeah, exactly. So you don't look like you like smoky eye, like you just walked out of a house fire. <laughs> So yeah, um, uh, Nacho, uh, sorry, Jamie, what did you uh, have in mind for Malika's uh, recovery? Core definitely yeah. involved. Yeah, I think we, we flashed to um, the same area when you and Lenore were tending to each other's wounds, I think, like, mm. a, like, a, like last time, right? I think yeah. it's the same area. And I think Mal <laughs> Malika's like, um, Malika turns to you and says, uh, trust me, I only, asked for your help because I had no choice in the matter. I'm sure. I'm sure it was the, uh, um, she sort of like looks around and there's like a million household servants that are just like doing whatever. And she's like desperate times. And she, you know, puts her worker's wig um, back on the, on, on, the, on, the, on the head that it belongs to and kind of comes over. Um, uh, uh, and then she's like, um, uh, what, what, what are your wounds? What, 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 is it, what do your wounds look like? 
I think uh, at this point, Malika sits down and says, you're the only one who I think if something went wrong, you'd actually survive the process and not really get affected. Uh, they say as they pull back from their robes uh, and you can see like the the eyes, the, the drawn eyes, but they're all opening up in some mm. places. And then Malika like passes a hand over her face and you realize she had been hiding the, the extra eyes that were down, uh, going down their face. And they say, I just need you to assist me. I have to make sure that whoever attends to us, uh, if we need it, won't be speaking about it. I can't let, um, and I think in particular, uh, Malika says, I can't let Owen know that this happened. I have to make sure that it appears that Lenore was able to fulfill her promise without something like this happening. We have to protect her reputation. And we have to ensure that Owen continues to trust us with matters of knackery and does not Absolutely. have any reason to doubt our prowess or use this as a reason to push us to the edge. Oh, you you, you have nothing to worry about. Your, your secret is safe with me and with whoever ends up tending to you lest they want to feel my wrath. And she sort of like looks over at her, looks over at her blade that's just like leaning against the wall. Um, <laughs> But she's like, but first, let me help you. Like, you know, like as you're still like rolling something, so let me help you with that. This might sting a bit. Um, and she looks like she's gonna sort of undress you, but instead she just starts kissing all around the eyes. Like she just starts like kissing you, like like giving these little pecks like up your arm, uh, just like just on the outside, just like you'd kiss a boo boo. But she doesn't quite want to kiss the eyeballs themselves because that's a little gross. But you know, just uh, just 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 you know, you tend to somebody so. Yeah. Uh, did you have a person in mind? Because I think we have like a house healer, but I don't know if we have a house. We've got a we got a physician. Um, yeah. So it's a little out of their depth, but they'll give it help. Um, but yeah. it might be leeches just all the way down. Um, so leeches. it's going to be going to be a single die healing roll if um, if we use the house physician, or we can go further afield. Um, we can. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm super happy to go and like reach out to like bring one of your you know bring someone you know. That might be more, Ooh. more, more. Uh... Yeah, that makes sense. Ooh, I do have Clemenza, an arcane dealer. I kind of like the idea. Like, what if it's the leeches, but they pull out the eyeballs, right? Like, Ooh, yeah. is everyone okay with that? Sorry, I want to check in. Sorry, I immediately go to body horror. Oh God, it's a me. thing. <laughs> it's fine by me. Okay, so, so I think I'd like to tap uh, Clemenza, and if I need to pay favor uh, in order to to get like specialized leeches that know how to pull out hexes? So I don't know that it's going to be a favor, um, at least not one that uh, the family can, you know, cash in the marker, right? Mm -hmm. I think this might be a favor from you, but they're going to hold on to it. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Uh, I and I think, think I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm going to say that Clemenza is a huge fan of the Lady Corps. Um, and I, and I, and that's part of the reason why, cause like Lady Cor has a reputation, but I knew if Lady Cor was here that Clemenza would actually take the secret seriously and not, and not say anything. Cor thinks she's here to threaten, but she's here to, Got to be it. part of the bargain. <laughs> nice. Yeah. She looks very tough and like ready to, to do something, but it turns out that all of that like tough looking is just preening. She's just, you know. 
she's, yeah, just, yeah. Pe she's just peacocking for for um uh peacocking for clemenza i love it uh so what what uh what does it look like what's the fortune roll would should we just add a die because she's working with a contact or do yes. we actually have a different pool okay so it's going to it's going to add the die because you've got like this case of these kind of fat um kind of striped leech looking critters but they're of a bright size to pull these things straight out of your arm um, I think that the position of the house is a little wary, but you know you can make your point, and they'll go through with the with the with the bleeding. But those little leeches are going to hone in directly on these opening eyeballs all over, and it's going to be a scene of grisly horror. But yes, it'll be a two dice fortune roll to see how it goes. <laughs> and I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, Malika like is putting on a brave face, but without looking at Kor, she's reaching out for Kor's hand. <laughs> like, oh, nice! Aww. <laughs> Aww. I love that. I love it. I think okay. I think I think the camera like sees Kor standing there looking like cross-armed, all like tough because she thinks that's what she needs to do. And then we sort of see your fingers kind of like like inch out ever so slightly, and you're not looking. And then like. The camera just like cuts and like just sees like Cora's fingers just barely interlace with yours, you know, and just sort of be there if you can squeeze on, you can squeeze out of them. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I will, I will roll. Let's see how it goes. Okay, highest is a three, unfortunately. <laughs> it's not good. Um, it's ruinously painful. Uh, it, um, you know, is one of those feelings that just leaves it like it feels like you got microwaved it's um super hot feverish on the outside and just cold to your center core um but i mean if you're willing to undergo further agony we can continue to uh to spend favor here to either boost that up um as far as success goes or we can try it again whichever you uh, you think is um the best way to proceed yeah i think i'll spend favor and i'll say it as um I'll, I'll grit my teeth and I'll say, Clemenza, I know that you're holding out on me. More I can leeches. take it. Yes. I, and I think what, what happens is like, there's a particularly like, I won't go into detail, but something goes into my ear, basically. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> I just watched Star Trek again recently. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Wow. No details, right. just adding that, it to make it. That, so, so everyone knows, like, that's my level. Like, that, that is where I want to go, but not further. <laughs> but no further. Okay, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so are you, do you want to roll again, Jamie? Oh, no. I might as well, because that if you up it, you're going to get two ticks. And if you roll again, the worst you could get would be another tick. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay, so I'll roll again. Good point. Good point. You are so good at the math. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna roll again. Highest is a five. Okay. So we're at we're at three ticks. Um, you pay one more favor and be clear. Um, yeah. Sure. I think that overall, it's it's an agonizing, you know, oh. little little bit of of medicine that we undergo here real quick. That's why rumor's hiding. That's why right rumor now. is hiding the closet. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Jimmy, let me spend that second favor uh, because Cora's going to spend it making sure this is that that's going to be the way we like make sure the physician kind of not only like does all the work needed, but also is is, is going to be quiet about it. And uh, and, and you cool, can cool, cool. It. so if it's okay with you, I'm going to spend. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. That works. Uh, I guess it's going to be super hard to be quiet about it, though, because I think rumors not the leeches like everybody in the entire like it's nowhere near as like uh, voluntary or sweet i think what everybody sees is just the brief snapshot of like Locke dragging she's playing dead laying across the floor and Locke's dragging her by the foot down the hallway towards oh, no. the no i don't need i don't need treatment i'm dead <laughs> i'm actually dead right now i'm fine so you're you're undergoing Oh, yeah, because well. I mean, they got rid of it, right? So, yeah, but, I mean, again, but I think it has to be against her will. There's no way that she would voluntarily do it. So, like, that's how everybody knows now that there's leeches involved because she's screaming. Right. <laughs> oh my god, I hate. I'm just gonna roll really quickly so go we ahead. can go to other people. Go ahead. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, I hate the leeches. <laughs> Not the ear leech. <laughs> Not the brain leeches. I have to point out that you brought up the leeches first. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did. I just made them eat eyeballs, that's it. Yeah, right, they eat eyeballs, perfect. I did. It's been so much, it's okay, I got lots, of, I got lots to spend. Oh, that's three. Uh, that was two and I'm gonna spend one to get rid of it, so okay. that was three. Cool. All right, Fine. beautiful. Okay. Hexes are cleared. So eventually, nice. <laughs> eventually the hex is removed by, by you know, leech. Um, and the physiker like goes and like has to Go have a little bit of a lay down. Oh, from a cigarette. <laughs> right. We're just gonna like, hang out and cry together. It's like I, <laughs> I, have poor seen, I have seen many, many things since I became a, a <laughs> surgeon, and that was awful. <laughs> At least we're upholding our reputation of arcane. I'm just gonna point that out. Certainly, right, <laughs> absolutely accurate. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to spend one more favor myself to count all of this process as a spirit study, as a spirit training. I, okay. I we don't need to narrate cool. anymore. No, no, but you're, like, you're, this is like, you're oh, what a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just going to mark XP and spirit. Smart, smart. All right. Uh, Kristen, I think you have one left for Lenore. Yeah. Um, we mentioned maybe flashing back. I don't have anything right now and I don't want to hold anything up. Mm -hmm. So can I? hold that for a flashback certainly yeah cool. that, that can be like later awesome. on if we need to acquire something in particular mm -hmm. or if we need to have you know gone and done a thing started a long-term project completed a long-term project any of that stuff you can flashback to already having done that awesome um, okay so what are we most interested in uncovering it was was it the prince of tatters showing up is that what everybody's interested about interested in or was there something else why, why Maurizio was in, mm -hmm. involved um what the breeds a lot of were standing to gain or oh we know what they were okay we know yeah if you know what they were after <laughs> they're after our seat that's I, what they were after i won't tell you about it then um it's just <laughs> a matter of like uh what what particular thread that is dangling from this mystery seems most interesting to you as we frame like this first first yeah. shot of the episode after we we get that you know I what has the coterie been doing I feel like there's a little bit of like the fires died down, the leeches are all bloated and sitting in jars off to the side. And <laughs> they have to be burnt. Oh they yeah. They have to be burnt afterward. <laughs> okay. So We're there's, burning there's the crisp there's the crisp spout sound of the fire like popping when a leech is, is dropped in there. It's gross. Um and this is Cora's perspective, and I'm happy to to go a different way, but she's like, 
Britzelados, we thought the knack was working with the Britzelados. Clearly, he had his own agenda, or he had an agenda that he shared with the Prince of Tatters. Uh, since, what was the house that fell? Drake? Castenio. Castenio. Since House Castenio has fallen, there's been lots of uncertainty regarding knacks and necromancy and, and things that should still be dead and yet refuse to stay that way. Uh, I think, I wanna know who, I personally wanna know who, who, who the uh, Prince of Tatters, like who the Prince of Tatters really is. Like he's, I, don't, I still don't believe him, Malika. I, I still think he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a fairy tale. He's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean that's the really commonly weird. accepted wisdom. <laughs> yeah, but but um, I'm sure this knack was working for somebody, and it seems like uh, if we could find out who, we could figure out what's you know what why the what the attack was for. So that's that's course protective, but you know, as as a player, Sean, I'm totally happy to take tackle in any direction. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so core core points this out as uh, as the leeches are popping merrily on the fire. You wish it didn't smell so good, um, but. Uh, <laughs> But as, as that's pointed out, like, what is everybody else, you know, aside from recuperating, what are we doing here? Like, are we all just like sharing a moment where we're kind of collecting ourselves and like, okay, but we need to know what's next. I kind of, I kind of love that because we were separated. I know it was only like an hour <laughs> in game, but we had, we just kind of all went through a lot and then some different downtime. So I, I like the idea of all of us just kind of taking a moment to like reconnect over popping leeches, um, <laughs> burning popping leeches. Uh, and I think Lenore ag would agree with Core, partly because she wants to prove that Malika wouldn't lie. Uh, she trusts Malika and doesn't think that Malika, that they would lie. Um, and also Lenore sometimes gets a little bored with this house stuff, not Kristen the player. Lenore sometimes gets a little bored with that. And so going after this Prince of Tatters person sounds very exciting. This could be another, you know, another worthy foe. So Lenore is all there. Yeah. Okay. So with that, that being said, um, we know that the Prince of Tatters kept that Garrett in the twist. Uh, what's left of it, not a whole lot, as, uh, as I recall. Um, the throwdown on the upper upper floor uh, between you know, Moon and uh, and um, the Prince of Tatters, and then the mojo that was uh, was thrown around afterward, left it in something of a state. Um, but I think who, who is the family or who's the power that would hold those lands? Like who who's, who's who who controls the twist? The twist. The twist is currently under the control of the Corvetto family. Mm. Oh, our friends. Your friends now. What was those? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they hold, uh, they hold the twist. Um, we could, uh, you know, have a, have a look around there and see if there's anything that, that leads in that direction. We could talk to the Corvetto and see if they know anything untoward. We could reach out into some magical circles and see if, you know, what, what new stuff is going on in there. It's all just a, a matter of how we think that we could best get a handle on the Prince of Tatters. Mm -hmm. We can actually take our five here while we uh, kind of give that a thought. And then yeah. yeah. Oh, good idea. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Good call. Um, yeah. All right, uh, friends. We'll be back in a few minutes, and assuming I can click the right button, um, and uh, we'll start our start our errand there. See you all soon. Ah, oh, so much good stuff. Red crow, 
being in love with Martina and, and, and Lenore, letting her die right in front of Red Crow, uh, 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 Kor's obsession with uh, 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 becoming an advocate and appeasing her family, even, um, even if it meant handing over like the biggest bit of leverage they had on House Corvetto. Uh, Malika and her, the eyes, oh my goodness. Uh, so, so this is such a delightful, juicy episode. I had a blast playing in it. And I hope you enjoyed listening as well. We'll see you next time as we jump back into action, part two.